Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and today we are in Starkville, Mississippi. We're at Last Page Comics. And I have Rob Swindle. You know him from episodes going by. Rob, how's it going? Not too bad, buddy. And we have Sky Thompson. She is the owner here at Last Page Comics. Yep. And so, Sky, just out of the gate, how did that happen? How did Last Page become <laughs> a thing? Uh, well, I've been a fan of comic books since I was but a wee one. Uh, my dad's owned two comic book stores in the past. Uh, I started reading with his first comic book store in the 90s. Um, joined the military, moved around a whole bunch, and when I finally got out, couldn't find anywhere in Mississippi I could get my comic fix, so I made one. <laughs> Perfect. And so here we are. And so how long has this place been a thing? A uh, little over a year now. Coming up on a year and a half, I think. So. Great. All right. And so today we're uh, we're off here to dive off deep into the comics. And so how to begin this? Let's just start, I guess, y'all want to start in Marvel and work our way around? Or where do you want to start? Yeah. Um... Y'all tell me, y'all are the, y'all are the <laughs> experts on the panel here. Yeah, well, we, you know, we kind of made an outline for this. It's funny that none of us have it pulled up. <laughs> I know. To remember what we're doing, we just got treated to a few beers and uh, mixed drinks each, so. Opens us up. More room for talking. Yeah. Here, I've got it the, here. get the tongue going. Oh, just got it. Okay. So, uh, let's kick it off with. Uh, what you like about the comic industry. What the direction is going? You know, is it uh, is it going in a positive direction? I find that there's a whole lot more advertisement now in the newer comics than there used to be. It's definitely in vogue now to be a nerd to enjoy comic books, which is a good thing. Oh yeah, being in the comic business for over a year and a half now and with all of what Marvel and what DC is trying to do, do you see like an influx of like what you would say probably new fans or people who normally wouldn't be fans? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I get a lot of people who, uh, especially when in game, so the only movie we've been, well not the only movie, but the the recent movies we've been open for was uh, Venom. We've been part here for the new Spider-Man movie and the big one was Endgame and we've got a lot of new customers coming in saying I don't know anything about you know the, the real Avengers the comic books and they want to read you know what actually was the Infinity War and things like that so we got a lot of people who liked the movie so much that it actually turned them into comic book fans rather than what you would expect you know the vice versa the comic book fans going to the movies it's yeah do you prepare them for the heartbreak Oh man, I I try not to let them know. <laughs> yeah, they're not identical. They're they're not analogs to the comics at all. So lots of abbreviation, a lot of retelling of the stories. But you know, yeah. I'm I'm glad that it's opening up this whole new you know um, 
I remember distinctly being made fun of for liking comic books when oh, I was yeah, like it, eight, it, nine, it's ten, cool now. And, and now it's cool. So I like that. Power to the new nerds. But I, I, I do find it's it easier so, to be one now. Exactly. I, oh yeah, I do find that it's become so mainstream. It's almost like picking up a car and driver magazine where every other page is a an advertisement, and not even fun advertisements. Like I remember when comics had fun advertisements. You know, X-ray vision glasses in the box of army guys. And you could, like, cut out the UPCs and save them up and send them in. Now, that sucks, because I just got a really cool comic the other day. Old Captain Marvel I've been waiting on. And it came in, and a UPC code was cut out of the back. And I'm like, what the shit is this? <laughs> um, but Can we say shit on here? Absolutely. And we can say what you want. Uh, hey, unless, if here. you're offended by it, we will back <laughs> off. But, no, uh, no. <laughs> we were uh, both in the military. We get it, right? right. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I, I I almost get offended by it. I'm like I, I pick up a, a book these days. I'm like, oh man, it's a thick book, and realize that two thirds, or not, maybe not. I'm just an exaggeration, but almost half the pages are ads and not even really cool ads. It, oh man! <laughs> so recently in the DC comic books, they've they've partnered with or something like that for a candy bar it was like snickers or kit kat or something like that but the advertisement is in comic book form so i'm in the middle of you know reading like doomsday clock and then i flip to you know the advertisement page and i'm like oh okay hold on this doesn't match up with the story this is about a kit kat (laughs) well okay in comic books defense, they've been doing that for years, but they but you used to be able to differentiate. They, they stealthed it in real good. Yeah, you I was you really had confused. the Twinkie Kid. I don't know if you guys remember that. You know, flipping through a, a Justice League comic and in 1983, and the Twinkie Kid pops out, and it's a Twinkie dressed up like a cowboy. And like, okay, this is obviously no, yeah, a cartoon like, page. The but, last panel is like, oh, this all comes to Kit Kats. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like Spider Man ate the Kit Kat or something. Yeah. <laughs> You got me this time. That was Spider-Man dangling upside down with the, like with the, the the iconic kiss, but with a Kit Kat in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. There there are things I love about the new industry, but it, I, there's some things about it being so mainstream now that it, I think is hindering it a little bit. But overall, uh, being a comic books collector and seller myself, it's raised the price of comics so much. You know the vintage oh, yeah. stuff. That uh, I can't complain. <laughs> I really oh, can't. Yeah. I mean, as a comic store owner, I definitely can't complain. Yeah. It's. I, I don't know what it's done for the for the sales of new comics. Uh, I don't. Other absolutely. than buying them, I don't really deal with them. But uh, it's absolutely it's a res- so the nineties in in my opinion. I guess there might be actual factual data to back this up, but I haven't looked into it. Uh, the nineties killed comic books. It was the surgence of like eBay and online comic book reading where everybody was like, oh, well, I can do this for free on the internet or I can get it for cheaper through eBay and things like that. And paired with in the 90s, the publishers, Marvel, DC, uh, along with, you know, some of the lesser known image, IDW, things like that, were like, people like this. People collect these things. If I print billions of them, people have more collection issues. But... It was much more a quantity over quality kind of thing. There were, if we print a billion something, there are so many people that come into my store saying, 
I've got the death of Superman. That that giant, you know, it was a monumental I think issue. I've got, I think I've got five of those. We've yeah. got like twenty in our seventy-five cent bin, and everybody's like, "This is such a, you know, this it's must a be big deal." Yeah, it was a huge deal. But they printed so many, and it was, it's the nineties killed comic books. It wasn't just comic books, and it it actually started in the eighties with both comic books and baseball cards. They okay. were they were so overly published. When you exactly. start publishing in the millions instead of in the hundred thousands, mm-hmm. um, it kills the collectability hell, of it. Well, the 1991 X Men sold Which six one? million. Co- um, <laughs> Jim Lee, oh, number yeah. one X Men, yeah. sold. It, it still holds the record today, selling over six million copies. The fact that they printed more than six million copies is what's amazing. Right. You, used to. 750,000 copies in the 70s was an amazing Right. And if need be, going to a second mark. printing, but never that many in one go. I think uh, you have to dig, man, right now. Like, with comic books, it's still here, but with baseball cards, you might as well burn them. It might as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's there, totally there, hasn't, there hasn't been a resurgence, and there won't be because you don't have baseball movies. Uh, you, you don't have a way to really... The 80s was the last debate. So we sell a about, few. About the only cards. way to make a, a famous player's card more expensive is to put them in a Hall of Fame, but that only happens once. Mm-hmm. Once they're there, they're there. Their card goes up and no longer goes up again. Um, there's nothing to resurge after that. Right. A player's card. The comics unless have they the movies, die tragically or maybe something like that. Yeah. Or they, they're Magic Johnson and they have AIDS for 47 years. Or something. I'm sorry, <laughs> HIV, not AIDS. Yeah. He still has Come HIV. Yeah. But he's had it longer than he didn't have it, I believe, at this point. Right. And so, uh, you know, maybe something like that, Miraculous, can make a card go up after a few years, but... Baseball's not America's sport anymore. That's Nobody cares. It's well, not but the, even though baseball movies typically right. are generic. They're generic. Right. They don't use real characters most of the time unless it's, you know, the a Black Sox or something like that. Nobody cares about it. Um, I think 61 was the last, uh, I think it was called, the, the Jackie Robinson story. Yeah. Uh, that we'll was have those few iconic people. But it was only about Jackie yeah. Robinson. It wasn't about a whole team of characters like uh, other movies have been. But, you know, it's just, yeah. At least, at least uh, comics now have uh, an outlet that helps them out, and that is movies and TV series. Yeah. Yeah. And so with TV series and with movies right now, uh, we have to jump off into uh, movie territory for a second. We have the Joker coming out. That's a good segue. And so DC is supposedly, here's the rumors, they're going to trash that that universe they were digging into. Good. And they're going to start fresh. (laughs) And I hope that's true. I, I, But I don't know if Joker's the place to start. I don't know if it is. I don't know if they're trying to start with Joker, honestly. I'm not sure. Just I, trying to do a film? I feel like it's standalone because I want to say I'm too. not sure. I think you're right. But I heard that Jared in the whole. The, the his gangster? Joker, the gangster one? No, uh, we'll he was probably a pimp. See, <laughs> the pimp one? He went so in, we, we've yeah. seen um, The Birds of Prey. The Birds of Prey, uh, you know, advertisements and things have started coming out, and he's part of that Birds of Prey Suicide Squad. He's that Joker. I yeah. don't think that's the last we've seen of him, although I hate saying that. 
I do too. <laughs> Uh, Joker yeah. was a mastermind, all that stuff. He was not a pimp. And when you wear a grill on your teeth mm. with full face or a full body tattoo, I, I yeah. shouldn't say full body, but when you got tattoos on your neck, on your face and everything, and you have, um, and, and you're Jared Leto, uh, <laughs> there's something <laughs> wrong. Now, I think, speaking of Jared Leto, and as much as I, I, I'm disappointed by Morbius getting his own movie, of all characters, um, I do think Jared Leto, he's supposed to be playing Morbius, could do a decent job at that. I did not know did that. Did you not know that? Yeah. No. Yeah. It, so he's uh, already getting another shot. Yeah, so he's getting another shot. It's going to be a Marvel movie this time. Okay. Uh, I could see it. As much as I'd like but, Keanu Reeves, I could see Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they make Keanu Reeves uh, Moon Knight. I, I wish they would do Moon Knight. I don't think they could because he's already yeah. so old. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that, that's another thing we, we, we discussed earlier. Yeah. You know, if anything, Morbius should have a TV show. Moon Knight should be getting the movie, I think. And it's vice versa. Um, the way Marvel has been operating, their movies have been doing way better. They, they have proven themselves in movies way more than they have their... Um, their TV series, so I would much rather see Moon Knight, which I, who I think is a much more solid and interesting character, get their a movie, right? And Morbius get a TV show. I um, see why they would want to do a TV show because there is more history to Moon Knight than there is Morbius. That's true. There's there's so much more there, backstory. There's more stuff yeah. to do. I, what I would like to see is like a Stephen King style movies where they're like two part, six hour long oh, events. Yeah. Ready for TV? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I don't think they will do it. So, for those out there, maybe particularly not familiar, Morbius and Moon Knight, um, break those characters down. They're who old, are they? They're both old school characters. They started out in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, got. Uh, they were both actually. Uh, they're more anti-heroes than they are heroes. They're kind of on the darker side of the Marvel Universe. I know Morbius did start out as a villain. Morbius did start out as a straight-up villain. Um, Moon Knight Moon started, started out, out as a villain. As a villain to Werewolf by Night, who was, at the time, a an anti-hero himself. Right. And so Moon Knight was kind of his villain as in... He was... Moon Knight was a good guy. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's weird. It's convoluted. But uh, they both... In, well, actually, no, Morbius never got his own series. He until, did not, yeah. Until um, he did get a team in the 90s. I forgot who he was the bad guy, too. No, no, actually, he, actually he did get his own comic for a very short time. Actually, I have number two through nine, I think. I'm sure it Never got a well. number one because it's only worth, like, like two bucks also yeah. as, a, as a number one first issue. So, Nobody yeah. Likes I, more he, yeah, he actually did get his own series, which sucks. I think I've got a figure over there of Morbius. <laughs> so, is, so is it what is Morbius? Yeah. What is Morbius's thing? What's his power? He he's he's referred to as Morbius, the living vampire. And as cool as vampires are, he's one of the uncoolest vampires that has ever vampired. Uh, he is a self-made vampire. He didn't even get bit by a vampire. He turned himself into a vampire just being. 
a electrocution a, in a vampire bat. <laughs> a supposedly genius idiot. <laughs> yeah. tried the biology to thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, went, he went to biology to, to fix a blood disease. I'm like, no, you don't become a biologist to fix a blood disease that you have. You become a hematologist. <laughs> I'm not even a scientist. I, I didn't finish college. I know this. <laughs> so, yeah. B- bad, not a great character. Terrible backstory. And you're going to give this guy a movie. A movie. Um, and I, yes, I while think Moonlight, I know why they're doing it. It's because it's such a... Nobody knows who Morbius is. Blank unless slate. Exactly. They can do whatever they want to do with Morbius. Yeah. I can see that. I think it's, the, uh, it's Marvel slash Disney branching out into unknown territory like which i'm glad to say i'm glad to say them picking up more obscure characters i think moon knight is held very close to like actual comic fans hearts and if they do wrong by moon knight it's they're gonna have a backlash he has to be so with moon knight let's break this down who is moon knight he's a schizophrenic yeah he's yeah (laughs) he's he's a jewish american uh boxer was his backstory, who becomes later in life, he goes into the military, becomes a mercenary, a very well-paid mercenary, kind of hoards his money just by working all the time around the world. Um, Depending on what retelling of it, his story is he's a mercenary uh, who gets paid to be, you know, the the buff guy for an expedition in Egypt where they stumble across... An ancient temple to the god Khonshu. Okay. Yeah. He was, yeah, the lunar god. So the, yeah, Egyptian yeah. god. And so that's where the, the, the mind frame he comes gets, from. He yeah. gets shot, I believe. Um, and one of his buddies pulls him into this temple up under this statue of the god, lunar god. And uh, whether he actually gains powers... Or just it's thinks just that he does. <laughs> it is a big controversy. You know, the the original 1980 storyline, after he was introduced in Werewolf by Night number 32, you know, he got his own series in 1980, and he kind of had multiple personalities, but you didn't know if he was fully schizophrenic or if, if, if he was... If he was doing this on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> if these were just alter egos that he made up right. later on in different different volumes um, they'd write it as yeah he, he's schizophrenic he's straight up crazy and he's just learned how to manipulate these or use these um, multiple personalities. personalities to his advantage and what's even more interesting and I didn't pick up on until years later is that um, I always knew his his um, sort of civilian persona was supposed personas were supposed to be schizophrenic discourses, but I didn't didn't pick up on the fact that perhaps his superhero character, which didn't have super superhuman powers, but had heightened abilities. I guess you could say, you know, by the phases of the moon that mm-hmm. kind of ebbed and waned, but. Um, came from a heightened sense of belief. It, it, it might be actually another one of, schizo- of his schizophrenic personalities, and it could just be his sheer belief in the heightened powers that gave, gave him his better abilities. His belief in himself. 
yeah. gay fan more. And so, like, pop culturally, it would be, like, Split. It would be, like, yeah, a lot yeah. like the movie Split, you know, where the Beast, you know, was only more powerful because he believed it to be. Um, and I kind of have to wonder now if... Uh, M. Night Shyamalan was a big Moon Knight fan. <laughs> and they go, hey, yeah, if this guy really believes he's this powerful, he could be. I'd love to see it. I, I'm cautiously optimistic for the Moon Knight series. Me too. I, I really am. I, once again, I'm saddened that it's a series, not a movie, because I typically don't like movie or a series as much. Um, right. But I'm glad to see them doing something. Moon Knight has been in one of my... He's, One of my all-time right. favorite obscure. He's held Marvel close characters. to heart for a lot of actual, actual and, comic and, book readers. And once yeah. again, like Morbius, he's while he does have a very cult following, right? He's still more of a blank slate than your typical Spider-Man's, Iron Man's stuff exactly. like that. You can do a lot more with his character, just like they have throughout the different volumes mm-hmm. they've written about him. All right, and so moving on, let's talk about TV shows. And so the MCU has had a traumatic failure with TV shows over the past couple of years. Yeah, not great. And but we're we're moving more into that trend where they're going to try to develop shows, and maybe with what Phase Four is what we're moving into. Phase Four is what we're moving into. Yeah. And they're moving more in the shows, with the exception of the Black Widow film, and I think the Thor movie. The Thor movie is also part of Phase... The first part of Phase 5 is going to be the Mahershala, Mahershala Ali Blade is the first one they can... I'm very excited to see that. So oh. excited. Yeah, but was... for Phase 4, everything they've announced so far is Phase 4 Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's including the TV shows, um, except for what they came out with last week or two, which is the Moon Knight, She-Hulk. Um, there was the third one, I think, but I don't remember what it was. I don't either, and I feel like I should. Yeah. I feel like, but I've been so excited about Moon Knight and She-Hulk. Exactly. That, and that's all that matters. Because oh, I, I just, two weeks before they announced their She-Hulk uh, series coming out, I completed my 1980-1981 She-Hulk series. Sitting on money. The, the original comic series, uh, all 25 issues. I was miss, missing issue number 19 for like four months. And I'm like, that's the last one, and I'm not going to go to eBay to find it. And, uh, you ended up having to? No, I didn't. Um, amazingly enough, I, I thought I was going to have to resort to that, and I finally found somebody on Facebook that had one. I'm like, Okay, Ew. I was going to say, because I don't think we had it. I would have yeah. stole it. I would, like, I would like to replace my number 25. It has a little... Uh, uh, a little bit of damage. little browning on the cover, but that's the only issue that I really would like to replace right now. So the free, the freedom with television shows is you you can really tell that backstory and you can really develop the character for a possible movie in the future. That's the way I see TV shows. If they wanted yeah. to do that, like what, what they done with Daredevil and some of the other guys, but they never got to the level before it just plummeted. Right. Yeah. A TV, a TV series to me is it's a double edged sword. For some of the more detailed series, you can add up. A lot of that detail, but at the same time, at the end of that series, it depends. A on lot of people are exhausted. Bored, yeah, if you get bored of it, most of them are at least nine episodes long, an hour an episode. You got nine hours of content, and people are like, "What more can you say?" Right. Or, you know, um, you have to a lot of times draw out the storyline. A story that sh- maybe should take three to five hours to tell, you have to double it in time, and so you have to keep adding. 
elements. Elements of drama mm-hmm. in there that are either Something unnecessary or yeah. aren't canon, and it just kind of slows down the storytelling. And I think a lot of that's one reason I don't like series as much. I, I'd rather go see the movie. That's and go, why I'm demanding six hour movies. <laughs> that's right. It's just enough. Or, or known <laughs> two series, or, yeah. or two movie series. Right, right. Uh, or I would love to see. I would love to see them do what BBC has been doing for years, like in the uh, Sherlock series. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One one series is basically three movies. Mm-hmm. Three hour and a half movies. That'd be great. And that's Marvel should catch on. Ma- we Marvel, should, should, we should start doing that in America. Marvel should catch yeah. on to that. I think you know that gives you six hours with three stories, mm-hmm. and uh, that's enough time to convey. Convey a message without being a dead horse. And that's often what it turns into. It's like, by episode seven, we've seen everything that he's going to do, and we're just recreating it. Exactly. Yeah. Or by episode five, we should have seen that what we should have seen, you know, is getting drawn out to episode eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't... You have to develop. <laughs> you know, blow that proverbial wide too soon. Because yeah. uh, we got to stretch this out to episode 9 or 12. Um, you know, I think they did a good job with Umbrella Academy. Um, but I think that was even only, what, seven or eight episodes? I still haven't watched Umbrella still Academy. Haven't. Yeah. Um, that's, one of the few I've, I've, that's one of the few I've watched from beginning to end. Um, but no, normally, no. Even the ones I try to watch after fourth or fifth episode if I make it that far that's about it um, I think I made it four episodes into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's the best it series it did not hold my interest yeah that's the best but it's series the longest running they, it, is, it is yeah it's What's, on like five or six now five or six something like that I know there's at least four streaming mm-hmm. four, uh, four uh, season streaming or five now but um, not good I won't say it's not good it's just didn't hold my interest. Right. I think it was a good concept, just poorly uh, executed, and I think that's the problem with Marvel series. DC, on the other hand, DC series is series is, is that a word? No. <laughs> no. DC series uh, have done a very good job compared to their movies. Um, you know, recently subscribed to DC Universe, watched uh, Swamp Thing, was amazing. You know. There you go. I don't. Yeah. I still don't understand why it was canceled. It was canceled on network TV. I think I somebody had a yeah. brain fart and that it was more politics than it was money. Which mm. you're in business, to make money, right? <laughs> you know, not from, yeah. but um, your politics. Get I heard it was definitely yeah. crossed wires in the yeah. Uh, so of course, studio politics, not right. Not, yeah, politics, politics. Yeah, not real <laughs> politics, but uh, um. No, they, they, I think they had a good thing going. I think they canceled it at episode six or seven, I think seven. It was really early in the season and, when uh, I heard they canceled it. And I was really upset about that. Yeah, but, um, but you know, they have, I think, nine them. episodes online and they finished up the, that first, episode, first series and it was very, uh, it was very good. I think the episodes that came out after the, the network cancellation were better. Right. Than a lot of the I'm early hoping episodes. that's enough to give them the we should go forward with this. Yeah. And so with my hopes with DC is if they do in fact 
just reboot the universe. Oh, God. I is so. let's not put so much emphasis on Superman. I definitely. And let's give everybody an origin film before we have a Justice League. Like, I hear, I, I, and I didn't yeah. even watch it. And you tell me Aquaman oh, is good. Aquaman is really good. But so, it, lots of loopholes, but I, oh. beautiful movie. Oh, it Beautifully was. Beautifully designed. And it was still, even, even, they, though, even though there was a lot of loopholes, it was entertaining. It's, I think what DC wanted to do was... They were trying to we, catch we, Marvel real We quick. don't want to be like Marvel. We, won't, we don't want to do all the origin stories. And then the big, like, conjoined movie, we want to do the conjoined movie first. And Nobody then, knows who they are. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't work, yeah. is what it was. They so. tried something different, and it didn't work. They, yeah. they live, they learn. And I can't... I can't blame the. I can't blame that on DC. Is I don't. I blame that more on the viewers. For uh, the DC. For all movies. the hate of it. Yeah. For all for not understanding the characters first, because I mean I know there's a lot of young viewers out there, and DC was trying to. I admittedly, feel like a lot of the DC movies them. were made yeah. for comic book readers yeah and, and the populace do know exactly the, the the most people that go and watch these movies are not comic book readers yeah and so, so i i guess in a way since dc was trying to target the uninformed audience they should have done uh the formulaic thing right and done the the origin stories first but but maybe not kill a god yeah, yeah. I, we talked about that. I had a big problem with Wonder Woman. You know, how do you peak a character in your first movie? She, she literally defeated a god in her first movie. Why does she need the Justice League? Why does she need any help in any movie after that? You just defeated a god in your first movie. There's, <laughs> you just hit a like ceiling. Hierarchy of villains. <laughs> There's nowhere well, you're to there. go. There's nowhere to go after this. Yeah. And so that really ruined her. The cheetah. The cheetah is better than the god, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Because she came out in the forties and and is one of the most strange characters. She's a cheetah. Yeah. But she's better than a god, obviously. Yeah, her her (laughs) but she's also an aristocratic English lady. Yeah. What the fuck do they know about cheetahs? It, it, they, <laughs> it's their fur coats. So she cut up her fur coat and like, I gotta be a cheetah. What does she know about cheetahs? She's not from Africa. She's never been to Africa. Hey, Black Panther, they got it right. He's an African dude. And what kind of forever? Yeah, when you're from when you're aristocratic hierarchy, if you use if you're gonna turn into an animal persona for your villain villainy. Villainy. Uh, you need to be something like a hedgehog, <laughs> or so. I don't. What, what? What kind of what bad kind of bougie? What, what, what raccoon? Do they have raccoons in England? I don't even think they have those. Rats. I, rats. I feel what, like rats. What, are pheasant. Yeah. They have pheasant. Oh, yeah. She should be the pheasant. Have the pheasant. Large plume Pigeons. coming. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The pigeon. And they even have strange pigeons over there. They're not even like the pigeons we have here in New York City. Hey, they're bold. Those things are like turkeys. They are bold over there. Are they? Yeah. Come yeah. up and fucking peck you. Well, they got a lot of yes. fox. She could have been a fox. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the fox that in white chapel. But in 1943, that would have been too sexually innuendous. Oh, yeah. Oh. So maybe not a fox. Foxy. But you never know. 
it could work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to re- I wanted to rehash this with you. It's, it's an argument, and I hope he listens. Is uh, I've hated Superman forever. Yeah, everybody hates Superman. And uh, we can revamp this. And so all of the many issues with Superman. Yeah. Uh, probably probably a horrible topic, but we may want to skip it. We, oh, no, it's a terrific topic. It's great. A, it's a great topic. Especially for comic book lovers. Cause, so here we go. Because we, I don't know, it's kind of a... For us, when we start talking to somebody who th- says they love comics... It's kind of a testing ground to go, hey, what do you think about Superman? If they're like, ah, Superman's awesome. Mm. You're like, you're a poser. (laughs) You know? I'm sure there's the occasional comic book lover that actually likes Superman. That actually likes Superman for some strange reason. But But he's wrong, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a a comic book fan, but I can't say we're all smart. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, you know, where Superman started was 1938. Yes, thirty-eight. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. celebrated eighty years. He was strong. He, you know, but he wasn't Superman strong. Not what we see today. Right. You know, as the nineteen forties uh, TV series pointed out, he could leap tall single or tall buildings in a single bound. They never said he could fly. Um, he was faster than the speeding bullet. They never said he could fly around the world and make it spin the other direction or turn back time, which technically wouldn't happen anyway. It would just reverse the polarity of the magnetism and fuck everything up. But uh, he didn't have that ability. Uh, he didn't have ice breath. He didn't have laser vision. He didn't... He couldn't... Uh... Yeah, We talked about it earlier. It's every problem Superman was faced with, he just developed a new superpower to, get to deal it. with it. Exactly. And that doesn't make for compelling stories. Yeah. It's if like, you can't, it doesn't matter what pickle he's going to get, and he'll have a way. Yeah. It's, he's got a cop out. Exactly. I've got a new superpower now. It's, I didn't know I could see and the he is, He's basically the Jesus of <laughs> the comic book industry. Um, it might be a little confusing, but I, uh, a lot of my friends realize I'm atheist, and so I'm not really trying to pick on the Christian religion, but I have asked myself since I was a child. When you die, if you know you're coming back in three days, which Jesus t- did tell his disciple at the Last Supper that he was going to be re- resurrected after three days, if you know you're coming back, is it really the biggest sacrifice? Hmm. Think about it. I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but Superman's kind of in that same position. Superman basically can't die, or when he does die, he gets resurrect- resurrected. Yeah. Right. And it's the death of Superman. We saw that in Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> Which was based on the death of Superman. And that was the most garbage part of the movie when he came <laughs> back because it was like, game over, everybody. Yeah, Stay wolf, good night, big boy. Right. He cannot really die. And so if you can't die, if where's you're basically immortal, yeah. where is the sacrifice? Makes you think. Yeah. I don't know. If you know, you're, if you know you're coming back or you know you can't die, then where is the true sacrifice? And we'll, we'll stick with, with, yeah, the, yeah, with the Superman yeah, okay. point for now. I, but I understand, like, because it was made in the times of you know there were there were not a, a lot of it was Nazis. So because Captain America is made the same way, he yeah. well, we had a comic book issue where he literally punched Hitler. He gets a lot too. And it, uh, Captain America is like the equivalent of Superman, but you know less. Well, yeah, it was yeah for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And it was very much like, 
it was a I understand if you if you think about the times we were in I understand where they were coming from it was we need a release we we got to think of yes we can beat the Nazis we we're we are so good and that's what Superman was he was so good truth truth justice in the American way exactly even though alien even if he was even though, alien. even though he wasn't American I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand the time but he was he, coming from, but he did not age well. No. Yeah, no, they just kept adding superpowers to him until he became invulnerable. Mm-hmm. And where's the heroism in that? Being a hero means there's risk involved. There's pain involved. When, when you have no more risk um, other than your loved ones, and that's why they had to... Sh- they and had to pound his, the lowest yeah. lane aspect into it, and like, I'm sorry. Are there really loved ones if you know that you were going to outlive them? And yeah. Like, but, I, but did he? I don't, I don't. She's come back so many times, also uh, in the so story. That's also fair. <laughs> uh, but no, that's one thing. Comics on both ends of the spectrum, you know, the Marvel and DC have mm-hmm. done very well over the years, is uh, bringing people back to life. Yeah, character <laughs> resurgence. You know, it's like, wow, didn't you die seven years ago? Yeah, it's your time to go back, sure. Yeah, come on back. (laughs) And that's where um, I I think uh, from from kind of an awkward standpoint, I I like image comics better because you really don't see that. You know? There you go. Um, So what are we talking here? We're talking Spawn? We're talking... We're talking, you know, originally uh, Youngblood was the very first image comic but yeah spawn is definitely spawn just came up on 300 300 issues. yeah imagine that that is a first for it is the first self publication continue continuous 300 issues that's right the only other original what's considered original spawn character that i believe is still going around is or is still out it was about a year ago is um savage dragon yeah, yeah. And man, I love Savage Dragon. I have the first several issues. What is that? <laughs> it's it's actually a pretty cool concept because um, at uh, issue number one, Savage Dragon, uh, he's like he kind of looks like a miniature Incredible Hulk with a big fin <laughs> on his head, but he wakes green. up. He's green. He wakes up basically in what looks like a small fiery nuclear bomb site you know a small version of one like pothole in the ground and he's just like laying there he has no memory of who he is what he is where he's from or anything he becomes a cop and he's fighting crime and he's super strong I I wouldn't necessarily say Hulk strong but he's very strong uh, cool character as the series goes on you find out his backstory and he's basically like a super shitty dictator. He's basically like a... So you slowly learn to hate him? Well, you don't learn to hate him. He learns to hate himself. Like, cause and you're learning to hate him with himself? Yeah, because he's <laughs> learning the backstory the same time you are. And you're like, he was oh, like, he didn't know this. Yeah, he didn't know anything. Some he kind woke of amnesia? up with amnesia. amnesia yeah. And he, he realizes, I was this big of a jerk you know he was basically the stalin of his his own home (laughs) people and uh he committed mass genocide and shit like that and um he was basically thanos 
That's where I wanted yeah. to go next. <laughs> you know, except he did it on his own planet, Sweet not everybody segue. else. Sweet segue. Yeah. So, <laughs> All so, right. yeah. so, stepping back off into the MCU, and Rob, we've talked about this, but we got Sky with us tonight, so I wanted to rehash this, is Endgame with Thanos' reasoning completely botched. Yeah, I think so. They, it, I'm going to let Sky start this because you guys heard my theory already. Okay. <laughs> They, they had the opportunity. They, they even teased us with this. When I think it was in Infinity War, when we saw the Red Skull and the Black Cape, and every, even I was like, oh my God, it's death. And then he pulled the, the hood off and was like, Not. ta-da, I'm Red Skull. Red Skull, bitches. <laughs> I was so it, it's Not such a, it, there, there was no reasoning for it. It was just ta-da! I'm fucking Red Skull. There was it would have been so much more impactful. There was no reason for Red a- Skull. Agent Smith needed some money. It would have been so much more impactful if it was Lady Death. A Red Red Skull did not hold anybody dear to their like nobody liked Red. You know what I mean? Uh, if it was Lady Death, even like the comic goers would have been like, "Oh my God, you don't understand. This is great." They would have been sitting on a gold egg at this point. Sense. It made sense, and I'm still I'm still mad about that. I don't even remember where the question went. I'm just still yeah. mad about that. They 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 need to they need to have a documentary called that's based on those two movies called mm. Opportunity Lost. Yeah. Damn, because there was good. so much opportunity. <laughs> And they failed. Now, people it's, love so the movies. Yeah. Don't the get me wrong. The question goes back to Thanos' reasoning. Because remember, mm-hmm. he wanted to snap away because of a lack of food. But right. the real lack reason of was... Lack of resources. Overpopulation. Yeah. But Rob has the answer. It's like, he they, really just wanted to get in his Lady Death's pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, the fact that Lady... I think what she's saying is Lady Death, well, Death wasn't even introduced. So the possibility of mm-hmm. that... Um, I understand. Couldn't even, couldn't even be there. I know? understand that they wanted to do something different than the comics because for the comic fans, they would have been like, "Oh, well, this, this, and this is going to happen." Yeah. So they would have ruined the movie for anybody who is just a, a movie fan. Yeah. And just say canon. We're, right. We're doing canon. Yeah. So I can it's, understand why they didn't do full canon. Exactly. But they didn't go off script in a way that was explainable like moderately even you know what I, yeah it created like going off you gave the created, villain a moral compass that didn't even make sense yeah mm-hmm. because it, it created a huge huge plot hole I feel like so you said the moral compass that doesn't exist villains you know their their moral compasses are all kind of over the place Every, but uh, uh, to, a to, good to, villain you can relate with and I feel like they tried to make him too relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. You can make him relatable and still make the story make sense. The problem is the way they went about making it relatable destroyed the integrity of the story. They, yeah. they, you know, they made his his. Uh, Reasoning. Reasoning, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, be that, yeah, the universe was overpopulated, and the only way to solve the overpopulation slash 
lack of resources issue was to kill off half the population. And they even went to the extent of, we're going to do it lottery style so that it doesn't favor the rich, it right. doesn't favor the poor. It's just a snap. It's just a snap, and yeah. it's random. Okay, so you tried to make his reasoning noble, but in the second movie, in... I feel like it doesn't make it really, well, it makes relatable. It, it makes it nonsensical. Exactly. Yeah. It's not and relatable. And it didn't, it didn't really make it so nonsensical until Endgame when he reveals... He has all And these are spoiler power. alerts. Yeah. If, if any of you haven't seen this You crap, haven't seen Endgame, you deserve to have this spoiled right now. Basically. <laughs> you've had plenty of basically, time. You've had plenty of time. I watched it four times the year now and I didn't even like it. So y'all should have watched no. it once because I cried too many times for the first time. <laughs> she was that girl behind me. Now I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he basically reveals that you know, hey, you know, I tried to do something good. I had you all guys this power. I could have done. Yeah, you guys yeah. are um, not appreciative of what I've tried to do. So I'm gonna just gonna snap my fingers. Kill destroy the entire universe and start the entire universe over so he just revealed that the stones gave him that amount of power if you can have that amount of power then you have amount of, enough power mm -hmm. to create double the resources triple the resources quadruple the resources that we have now quadruple the planets right and guess what you just solved that population issue without killing a single being so if you really want to be noble that is one way of doing it. That's only one way of solving the issue without having to kill anybody. But being also, villainous is never noble. True, it's, it's that, not. Because I, and like with your with your train of thought, but that's what he was trying to be. With your train of thought, is like was noble. What, what makes more sense is exactly what you said. Is like why would you obliviate half the population yep. knowingly? In a hundred years, you're going to have the same problem again. Right. But, the best villains you can relate. But, with, but, but in my but opinion, Thanos. This, what they yeah. turned him into wasn't a villain. It was somebody who was trying to do right, but was considered a villain by popular, popular opinion. Vote. American Idol. And go, Thanos. oh, we don't agree with you, therefore you're our, you're our villain. And he wasn't out to, he wasn't Joker, who's somebody who's out to be a villain yeah. and likes to be on the dark side. What they made him into was someone who was trying to do good. But it's that whole idea of, you know, the, the you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what they tried to do. And by doing that, they completely ruined. They created such a conundrum in the movie. as such a huge plot hole that it turned against itself. And you're like, if you're really trying to help the universe, the universe's overpopulation... You don't do what you're doing. You do exact, exactly the opposite of what you're doing. And all it, all it took was one Avenger to point that out. And he would be like, shit. Man, Man you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going the total opposite. But instead of just pointing that out, they fall for hours. Yep. Have you guys read the, the most recent Infinity War? It was last, no, two summers ago. It was the big Marvel oh. event. Um, instead, this was Gamora with the Infinity Gauntlet, and she was kind of being haunted by the ghost of Thanos, who at the time was decapitated and yep. very dead. Um, it was a really great story. Uh, her intentions, while 
eh. I think they tied the intentions into the comic book or the uh, the movie. They played off of that. It was like, oh, we got to get rid of half the people. Gamora, instead of killing everybody, was like, we'll fold the universe in on itself and make dual... In- like mirror? Com- it was a, yeah, it was a mirror universe that was dual characters. So we got people like Iron Hammer, um, Weapon nice. Hex. It was people that were they were merged into each other. So Iron Hammer was Iron Man and Thor merged into one person in this alternate universe. And, was, and it was like the schizophrenia thing where they were fighting was, over themselves. It, it, no, it was one. It was a different universe where these people were grown into. She she made a new universe for this. Or you say did the universes know about each other? No, they didn't. Oh, okay. So, okay. I think I've got a couple of posters. So the the Iron Hammer there. There it is. Yeah. So it was it was nice. a new a new person Iron okay. Hammer and I don't remember what his name was but it was Iron Man and Thor as one human being and they didn't realize that they were a creation of Gamora's. Yeah, an amalgam. And yeah, right. But it was just one being in this new universe, and I don't remember where I was going with this, but I, I that would have made a better movie, in my opinion. I, act, I actually get a little bit bored with the Marvel um, Here we go. multiverse sometimes. Mm. I, I think they... they The analog? They, well... They, ori- they originally... The yeah, they originally introduced it to, to make the comics more interesting but then now they use it now just an excuse to say we don't have to be um conducive in our storylines oh it's just a different universe that's all it is Mm -hmm. you know we can do anything we want we can write anything we want we can uh change the stories as much as we want it's just a different universe that's that's kind of why well mm, that's why i enjoy the new hickman's house of x Powers of Tin. He has conjoined all of these different storylines that are still like prime universe Marvel right, storylines. Right. He has conjoined them all into one with just different eras right. of the same storyline. Spoiler alert: uh, Moira McTaggart has yeah, this lived one, this, through all this of these. This is one. This is one we should say spoiler alert because it is it's a still very ongoing. new series. It is new. Yeah. So. You she, might not have had time to read it. <laughs> right. Uh, so she has lived through all of these different tangent storylines that Marvel has claimed, yeah, this is this is actually the, the prime storyline. Every time they come out, they're like, yeah, this is the this is the prime storyline. The the last one was not the right storyline. This is the one. With the Morgan McTaggart issue two of House of X, they've kind of like they are all the prime storyline. Moira Taggart has been living through each of one of them. And for those who yeah. aren't familiar, the the new X-Men we were talking about, the House of X and Powers of X, or Powers of Ten, as, as it sometimes comes to call. We can do cosplay. Is, oh, I'm so excited for cosplay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we, we must uh, point out that Sky is going as one of the most badass characters in the new X-Men for our local um, at the community college. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Uh, Comic Comic Con. Golden Triangle Comic Con. It's the most happening Comic Con in the Golden Triangle. (laughs) Gotta plug that. Possibly the only one. 
Yeah. It's definitely the only one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hoping it is. But it's not bad. It is grown. It's only been out there hey, four years. This is their first two day convention. That's exciting. That is. That is true. Um, and this is actually the first year. I'm kind of saddened because this is the first year Elbow Room has not been a, a, a sponsor because we just sold right. That's right. Elbow Room. Uh, so yeah, first year we're not a sponsor, and that's uh, it's kind of a bummer to me. And uh, I'd say we'd sponsor for you, but we're also <laughs> poor. So <laughs> you know, we're just trying to go. Uh, so uh, money in comic books, guys. Sorry. But yes, guys, going to be cosplaying one of the latest characters from the the new X Men. But uh, it is a very new series, and it's spans over several generations yeah. of the same, as we're saying, the same Marvel universe, um, or not one of the variant universes uh, of the multiverse, but it takes place in the prime verse um, in different years through right. a, now, a, a certain character's perspective. When you say prime verse... What are, what are the you, prime what verse is the the Marvel main Marvel six one six. Marvel six one six is what they call it. Um, How long has that been ex- in existence? Well, technically since Marvel started. Okay. It, the question is how long were the now other that, universes that's, in that's existence? True, that's true yeah. canon. That, this, six one six is that the straight true line? Canon. That's yes. the straight line. Six one six is when Spider Man came out in nineteen sixty three. It's when, mm-hmm. you know, it's when X-Men came out with 1962, or that's 63 also. Either 62 or 63. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, when all these major Marvel characters, teams came out, this was all in one universe. It wasn't until they started changing storylines and then the The saying, different universes oh, different were retconned into, so... They're like, we want to do this new storyline. Oh, wait, this does not line up with right. the original Spider-Man storyline. It's retconned into a different universe. Right. Yeah. And that, that's how they answered basically um, Every con- question. continuity right. issues. When pe- As soon exactly. as a fan said, hey, that, there's a continuity issue. Oh, that's a different universe. Exactly. And so it became the multiverse, which I think is... Once they figured out they could use that as an excuse, now it's just an excuse for everything. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, sometimes it leads for actually good storylines. Sometimes lines. it does. I feel like... But I think a lot the, of times it's overused. All of the DC Let me ask you all this. As, like, as just fans of the comics and seeing the movies not being played out canon, um, do you think that the multiverse theory with movies is better than following a prime verse? I, I don't think the movies have to be canon. I think totally. I, Even if you I'll want to do to look it this in up, but I think there is an actual numerical multiverse for the movies, uh, and yeah, it's that's, like two thousand three hundred and something. I don't yeah, know. That's that's going, going, that's that going too far, man. That's way too far. <laughs> yeah, that's too. But deep. I believe there but is like a. I wouldn't doubt it. It isn't in a multiverse of the movie. Yeah. I feel like if DC did some of their multiverse. Comic books. Will they, they ever allow themselves better. to do it though before just giving up? All of the storylines for the DC multiverse is infinitely better than any of the prime universe for DC. Well, uh, it, Batman Curse of the White Knight. Uh, Batman, let's see, hold on. But see, most of Batman's 
what they were considered off-canon stories are mm-hmm. miniseries and stuff like that. They the are miniseries. Batman Damned. That was Batman a Damned, great yeah. story. But or, or it's we not can, Batman Prime. Or we could go back to 1986 to um, Return of the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, Alfred dies in Return of the Dark Knight. But it, it takes place not in it. Prime. It's Yeah, it take is in the future. Um, right. You have an aged Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like in his 60s. He comes back as Batman, and he's badass still, even though he's got arthritis and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, you're gray hair. Is more coast to there? Yeah, 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 that's it. That's a little there. more jaded. Uh, 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 Batman, personally, definitely he's going. more. He's, uh, yeah, Return of the Dark Knight. He's more jaded against society and stuff, and a little more. I feel like if they made any of the movies about the multiverse, DC, I think they actually, don't they actually show them so taking a good. one a day and some. They just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like they gotta take that that vitamin, that multivitamin once a day <laughs> when I wake up. But they do actually show him at one point, like trying to climb one of his battering ropes and oh, can't wow. quite make it. He's like. <laughs> Trying to make it up the road. He's like, yeah. yeah, wait, three sec- three panels ago, you were jumping across rooftops and shit. <laughs> now you can't make it up a rope? What's wrong with you? Yeah, You're old. You got about ten seconds of prime mm-hmm. a day in you. Let's step off in Universal Dark for a second. Oh, Universal uh, Dark. With the high yeah. expectation that quickly got dumped all over. And I think we all three agree that Universal Dark could have been something. It was, it was set up to be so good. Oh, it's such a great concept. <laughs> I wanted to see all the 50s yeah. horror movies. The Creature from the Black Lagoon, the, you know, the Mummy, Dracula, all these guys yeah, right. being brought back to the modern semi-horror So I think, I think what it was that set them up for failure was the, the Mummy movie was called The Mummy Returns. And everybody was like, this is a follow-up for <gasps> Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. I thought that was a tattoo. No, I was painting and I have red stuff on my legs. Sorry, we, we're going <laughs> off When I first saw it, I thought it was too. No. We're, we're going off script for a second. I got, I got to point this out. Sky on her leg has... Red marks. Red marks. I've never seen her in shorts. Like these red <laughs> fingerprints. I thought was... a. a a tattoo of like was, splattered paint on her leg. I was testing paint colors for my for my cosplay. And so. now I see that <laughs> it's kind of yeah. running or kind of streaked a little more. I'm I, like, that I, looks different from earlier. That I finger be paint because I'm a child. <laughs> That's all the box wine we have. So perfect. Wait, you've been drinking wine in your child. I did what? not know this. I could lose my life. A good thing I don't own the bar anymore. I I still have tons of alcohol. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, she provided, so I can't be liable. <laughs> Boozy What were we talking about? Universal okay, Dark. Uni- Uni- let's go back to Universal, Universal Dark. Dark. Okay. And you were talking about when they called it Mummy Returns, that's okay. when they lost yeah. validity. So, I, to me, the biggest mistake they made was calling it The Mummy Returns. So the mummy. Yeah. When you when you say the mummy, everybody thinks of the Brendan Fraser. The now, mummy. Wait, I would like to point this out. His last name is pronounced Fraser. Fraser. Pardon. Fraser. Fraser. I, Fraser. Y'all can call him whatever you want, but I'm just pointing out in actuality. Brendan, what's he name? will get pissed Fraser. if you call him Fraser. <laughs> so, uh, I, I feel like so 
because everybody knows of the mummy, like the trilogy, even the Scorpion King was fucking terrible. Everybody relates Good old it slapstick. to everybody relates it to Brendan Fra- Fraser's Fraser, yes, the mummy. You. So when they call this new movie about a mummy and the curse and everything, and they call it The Mummy Returns. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is a follow-up." To despite despite the fact that the trailer was nothing, nothing to do like with it. it yeah. Everybody was like, "This has to be a follow-up." Lost their to shit. Me. Yeah, and I I think it, it might have been the PR team. Like this was on them. I still blame it on the viewers. This, the viewers you got are also trailers. stupid. You got trailers. <laughs> if you still think this is going to be a Brendan Fraser movie, you are a moron. I Maybe have, not necessarily a Brendan Fraser movie, but tied into that universe. A lot right. of people went in thinking, if you're thinking this of, is going to tie into... If you're thinking of a co- action comedy, yeah. after seeing that trailer, you are sorely misguided. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I won't say none of it will fall on, on the PR's team, but you got to give a lot of, of that stupid credit to the viewers who went, mm-hmm. went in thinking it was going to be something completely different for no reason... Other than speculation. I, like and you said, if it was named, if it was named anything else, I think it would have done Maybe better. it should have just been the mummy. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to name it that to fall in the I feel like maybe because like in the, 50s the mummy's the mummy. curse or, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? That, that would have been tight. Because well, yeah. well, the curse of the mummy was a, uh, what was the comedy duo? Did, um... Uh, who's on first? That was their movie, The Curse of the Mummy. Okay. So, yeah, you can't really... And that's a hell of a joke. But, it, it, oh, yeah, it yeah. is. But, man, like, if it would just been anything else, because I was so looking forward to that universe, because a lot of people don't even fucking know that. Exactly. That it's Frankenstein and uh, Jekyll Hyde, and you got a lot yeah, of a shit lot of going They had a lot, of, a lot of good, like, A-list... Actors, actresses lined up for this dark universe. They had Angelina Jolie. They had As Javier Frank- Bardem. They Bride had of Frankenstein. They had a lot of people lined up for yeah. this. But I feel like the way they present, and they might. I, I mean, I feel like they obviously they maybe shouldn't have started do this with on the mummy. purpose. Yeah, they prob- didn't do it start on purpose. fresh somewhere else. Yeah. Start with something that was not on fresh or people right. maybe fresh a little, little more obscure. And then they retconned, oh yeah, that uh, one Dracula movie. But you know we, we did that too. Yeah. But you know, if had you started out with Frankenstein, I think a lot of people it Van would have thought Ben Van Helsing. Yeah. And if you did directly, it, it would have been Van Helsing. I think everything yeah. would have been deterred by Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Or something every, almost everyone you started out with that would have been logical. You know, the only one I can think that would have been best to start off with is Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon because there hasn't been a creature movie. has seen this. Yeah, yeah, there hasn't been one since the early 70s. Right. And, or early to mid-70s, I think, was the last one they did. And so everybody kind In of knows the character memory. from pop culture. Right. But so many people... I, I, I'm 43, so I'm probably the only one in this room that saw the movie, you know. And I, and I didn't I even see it. I didn't even see it until the 80s. I have um, so, yeah, I think they could have started with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Maybe just call it Creature or something like that. And uh, I understand why they tried to do the mummy because if somebody released a movie called Pre- Creature from Black, shit, I've been drinking too much wine. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Children, Alkies. I know. Uh, I don't think anybody would would have 
went to see it. I, to I be honest, know. you know, I think like, would, I think I, I think they would. It would have been a more mature audience that went to see it, and that's. I think, it, I think if you done, I the, think that's the, what they were really trying to capture in the end. I mean, the but, mummy probably yeah. wasn't a good starting point. I don't know if Creature of the Black Lagoon would have been a good starting point either. I feel like, like I Frankenstein. We haven't seen a Franken. Well, okay, I still I think they would have gone back terrible. to Van Helsen. I think I think people would have gone back to that. Yeah, every, every, everybody would have would have died. I think Creature of the Black. If you could do some kind of PR that was right, yeah, yeah, that maybe you could you could tell the fans that I don't even think you would have to tell them. It's like we're we're trying to start this universe, and we're not trying to start with a mummy. Right. We're trying to do the damn thing right. If yeah. we could start right there and like erase your memory of Brendan Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> so and let's do this right. Yeah. And and we'll go from there. Yeah, it would have had to be a good effort on the PR team. But here's the thing. Even though there's probably a lot of people in the younger generations who, if you said Creature from the Black Lagoon, they wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about. Exactly. But you show them the imagery of the fish dude, and they'll be like, yeah, what's that dude called? And you'll be like, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, and, I want to see that. And you know. You've so, seen it. So put them in a trailer. You know, that's what trailers are for. It gives people an idea. This right. is who we're going after. And, yeah, I think a lot of young people would recognize it visually. A lot of older generations would recognize it cinematically right. and go this is going to be kick ass because right. when Marvel kicked off the MCU universe nobody had to tell me who Iron Man was right, right. right. you know you know and I'm, I'm probably and look at, look at how they many they take the right starting point yeah. is what it is that's where the, the no, dark universe and failed. nobody had shit on it yet right yeah. that was another thing if they had picked Fantastic Four, nobody would have went to saw it. Like, because all they're going to see is bad Fantastic really Four movies. bad Galactus smoke cloud. It's, it's so much potential, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picking the right starting point is definitely... Galactus would like a fart. <laughs> I'm excited to see where they go A, a comic strip incarnation of the fart. Even got the little cyclone thing going and everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think they started with a poor movie. Poor story. So I I did like the movie, but as somebody who kn- knew what they were doing because I had researched before watching the movie, I understood it. Most of their consumers would not have been, wouldn't have been looking into, hey, this is going to be part of the dark universe. But you know, you know what, what I mean? Let, let's look past the universe and look at it as an individual movie. I even liked it because when, when I can go into that movie and be surprised by a somewhat major element like Jekyll and Hyde, which I didn't even know was going to be in it. That you know, was Russell Crowe yeah. playing Jekyll and Hyde, and I, and the way they they depicted him, I was like, "That's fucking genius." It was. I didn't see it coming. It really, yeah. There's I didn't know it was going to be element. in there. Yeah. 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 And they were trying to yeah. start it, and everybody's like, "I don't know." Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get this. I don't know. It's that not. It's so not Brendan Fraser. He, he doesn't get to fight the the re, retarded Middle East or Northern African dude, so it's not funny anymore. 
And he, he doesn't have the quirky brother-in-law who who talks funny and it's just oh. it's like yeah. almost everything wrong everything Everybody that was, was looking, wrong yeah. about the Brendan Fraser movies is what people expected. Exactly. And it's like you wouldn't like if you would have went in there with no expectations, you would have walked out with hell of a movie experience. Yeah. 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 Had the Brendan Fraser movies never been made, which basically destroyed the horror, the whole universe of dark. Yeah. So I feel like possibly Fraser. Whatever movies, you want they, they, we're stuck uh, on that now, right? Yeah, they, they aren't gonna be thinking about that. When they you go were home not tonight. horror yeah. movies, and because I, I love horror movies. They were horror. They, they were not horror. They were PG thirteen. You know? Yeah, no, no, they, they were horror. I remember being a kid movies. laughing about it. You right, know? they were good movies about a mummy, but they weren't horror movies when you expect like that dark universe kind of thing. They That's were not. What you wanted, if you were going in looking for, you know, curses and dead things and expecting to be creeped out, that's not what you were looking for. And this is why I was so excited about that film is when's the last time that was executed correctly? Right. Yeah. In film. It hasn't been done in a while. And the Brendan Fraser ones were still owned by by, uh, Universal Studios. I mean, you can Uh, go to Universal Studios and still ride those rides. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But it was wow. it was way more of a comedic yeah. Indiana right. Jones than it was. It was a Temple of Doom. Hey man, yes. don't hate on the Temple of Doom. <laughs> or actually, it's probably more of a Last Crusade. Oh, then I love Last Crusade, but it doesn't need to be made three times. <laughs> it just needs to be made once and left it there. All right. So while I have y'all here, I want to talk about this. Sony, MCU, Spider-Man. What is gonna? What What do we have going on here? What What is this? A pissing contest, <laughs> basically. And so, how was this started? It's and you pure, had a great theory. It, well, it's pure business. However you want to look at it, it's business. MCU is in business to make money, and so is Sony. They're every business. Me being a former business owner now, and uh, Sky being a current business owner still, we can tell you the only reason going to business is to make money. Whether whether it's just enough money to survive, or whether it's make millions or billions, it's all about money. Um, that's why Marvel sold to Disney in the first place. But now, Disney has to make money off their investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past several years, with all the MC. You movies and the importance of Spider-Man within the, within the Marvel universe. Um, they needed that character, and they have gone into a, or they went into a collaboration with Sony, a partnership. Mm-hmm. Sony still owns the name, but they right. film at MCU From, Studio. Yeah, they still own. Mar, uh, Sony owns the rights to. Uh, Spider-Man in the cinematic sense. Right. Marvel, Disney, owns all the merchandising rights. Right. And always, and TV rights. Um, So, basically, they had sort of a trade-off. There's money involved. There's, there was also intellectual 
rights involved. Basically, Sony said you can use, for I think 5% of the profits, I believe, you can use our character that we own in your movies as long as we get some money from it and you help us um, make a great video make our, our during this duration, this partnership, you help us produce our uh, Spider-Man films, which would have been Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. which both did very well in theaters, especially Far From Home. Um, now, the MCU, this phase has kind of, it, it's, it's ended. But... From what I understand, Tom Holland still has a two-movie contract with Sony. And Sony's like, we still want your partnership in helping make these movies. MCU's kind of saying, we don't really need them in our movies anymore because Avengers are kind of wiped out and everything. Uh, That's dead. And so instead of partnering with you, we want to buy Spider-Man. Sony right. won't sell because Sony still sees that as their number one cash cow. And so we're in a pissing contest. Mm-hmm. We're in who can and make s- the most money. And somebody started this rumor that everybody has bought into at least a month ago. Yeah, well, they, it's not a rumor anymore, but when it came out, it was pure rumor. And the rumor was they weren't going to come to an agreement. Now, my theory is... One of the studios, whether it be Sony or Marvel, Sony or Disney, whatever you call it, MCU, started the rumor. And the point of starting a rumor was to pressure the other into selling or not buying. Business. Right. And uh, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, but, you know, just they put that out there to get the blood boiling, to get people to go... Man, they gotta come to this agreement. They gotta <laughs> stick with what they got. They gotta have this partnership, or it won't work. And uh, for now, it's failed. They didn't come to an agreement, but that doesn't mean there won't be an agreement in six months. My personal, my personal theory is that they probably won't come to an agreement until after the next movie. If it Until fails, yeah. if it if it succeeds, Sony is going to hold out for all they can get. Oh yeah. If it fails, Sony is going to be knocking on Disney's door, saying, hey. "How much will you buy this for?" Right. So, um, it's all going to be dependent on the next movie, unless they have some other agreement, disagreement, whatever you want to call it, before the next movie. But right. Uh, I think a lot of people are trying to make too much hype about it. Um, from week one, when this rumor came out, I heard people saying, did you hear they're going to stop making you know, the Spider-Man comic book? Like, no. That okay. has nothing oh, to do no, with anything. With this, right. this is only a disagreement cinematically. Right. You know, right. Still, <laughs> still only owning the merchandising rights, that alone is a billion-dollar industry for MC... For, for Disney. Mm-hmm. Why would they stop making this comic book? That makes no financial what? sense whatsoever. Yeah. He's um, one of the most beloved comic book heroes of all time, probably. Yeah. Um, his vintage comics are still some of the highest. Oh, yeah. And so right there, let's, let's go here. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I don't, 
rarely get to talk about it. Venom. Mm-hmm. Venom. Was it executed with Tom Hardy in that film? I I think the 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 formula of the movie was very cliche. Um, As is with a lot of MCU. A lot of MCU. Um, in two and a half hours, I don't think you can convey what Venom is supposed to be. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But uh, I, I think Tom Hardy did a good job. I think yes. it was, for the most part, well-written. Um, except for the villain being an analog. It's always that way. A, bi- okay. or a, a polar opposite of, of the, the hero, the anti- or the, the, the villain being polar opposites. Um, if you had to choose, who would it have been? Man, there's... I, I don't know, because because they were going non-canon with it, they were going completely outside of the rest of the universe, um, the possibilities are almost endless. You could create a new character. Sure. You know? Yeah. But not, but not analog. Open. But not analog. But, but, but not... Yeah, not... But it works so well. Character. And that's something I think we talked about earlier, is like every... every like, you go back to... It has worked so well, but it's, it's just overdone at this point. But everybody still mm-hmm. keeps watching it. Well, they watched it. Yeah. I watched it. <laughs> but, yeah. and, over, and overall, that was my only big discrepancy with the movie. Right. But, uh, the character portrayal was good. And like I said, Tom Hardy. You know, he, I don't he, think he's ever been in a movie yeah. I didn't like. Exactly. Or he, I might not have liked the movie, but I at least liked his role. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if nothing else. Um... If Fantastic anything, actor. Yeah. If anything, if I wanted to see the villain, I would have liked to have seen an or like purely origin story, no villain, just uh Eric Brock? That's right? it. That's Eric it. Brock. Uh coming Eddie. to turn Eddie Brock. Eddie, that's what Eddie it was. Brock. I was like, that's not right. Um I knew Brock was right. Uh coming to terms with being a a host for a That would have been kinda cool. I think that would have been a good movie. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily, you know, I mean, they did fighting that, they a they big did that a bad bit. guy, but... Fighting his inner self. They, they did, right. They did that a little bit. I mean, because he was like, this thing's taking over. You know, he had that realization that it was yeah. changing him. It was a little bit in there. Yeah. But but not not as much as it could have been. It could have mm-hmm. been a more in-depth, uh, an inner turmoil type story. Right. Instead of having a true outward villain have that... Uh, that inward coming um, to terms with maybe yeah, I'm not and the good guy. Maybe I'm not the good guy, but fighting, doing something great at the end. Whether it didn't have to be a villain, it could be stopping some from a natural disaster or something. Going, yeah, you know, okay, this a true antihero. Yeah, this this not might for be good, a curse, but, but right. at the same time, it gives me the ability to do good things. You know, exactly, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a positive example of what it could have been without that cliche polar mm-hmm. bad guy. Uh the analog bad guy. The iron monger to iron man or the uh Captain Hulk, America Bucky. Or Cap Captain America uh Red Skull. There it or is. uh Hulk versus um what was his name? Abomination, mm. which was same gamma radiation, different character. You know, the the evil version instead of the right. good version, uh, but the same, same version, just yeah, in a polar person. mindset. 
uh, it's, it's just an overdone concept that uh, I think should be tossed by the wayside. You know, even Spider-Man 3 held onto that with the you know, Spider-Man versus Venom, which was basically a alien Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. uh, just the polar opposite of what Spider-Man really was. And so with that, do we respect, like, I guess some of the non-cliché of the DC films, even though they were, it was atrocious writing, but it wasn't the and like the polar opposite antagonist. Yeah, I, I do actually respect that, even though uh, the some storytelling, of the, even though some of the storytelling was a little weak. Uh, the fact that the the villain wasn't just. Uh, I, a 180 analog of the, you know, the hero. There, there's something to be said for that, you know. Uh, because that, uh, that's something that actually in the Marvel comics they did way too much of. Um, even in Thor, although Loki wasn't necessarily. A, a polar turning, opposite Thor. He's turning into one. It of was his, his brothers. Yeah. It, it was his brother, and so it's like, okay, it's just somebody close to you. And um, how about having an, an initial bad guy character that has nothing to do with your character, nothing to do with your family, nothing to do with anything. Right. You know, and you're just a random bad dude that I gotta fight. Hell, uh, look at Captain Marvel. <coughs> you know her. Uh, villain became the guy who transfused Cree blood in her, you know, it, no, it's, it's that whole, yeah. I made you and therefore, <laughs> you know, you got to do what I say or this is why we're not agreeing. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the Sony MCU, um, disagreement was a whole lot of hype. Mm. It's something that people blew way out of proportion. I'm sorry, they're not going to stop writing Spider-Man comics or Venom comics. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, way, it's making way too much money yeah, right now. The, the, Comic book-wise, I mean, that's those are the big Marvel sellers right now. Yeah. If nothing else, Spider-Man comics have risen. The sales have oh, risen because yeah. of this turmoil. Mm-hmm. And that's just making all the all the prices go, go up. You know, they're they're more viable now than they ever have been, and you know because of this hype. But I think the same thing goes for the music industry. I like what Jack White has done with Third Man Records. Yeah. As far as like printing and pressing out records. Absolutely. And is like making it's, it's vinyls only, more viable. It's one of only I think six press. Uh, press shops in the nation that's right you know and he's trying to really revive that and I feel like there has been a revitalization of comics and also vinyls and complete appreciation for those arts or however you want to put it yeah well you remember before I started selling used comics at the bar I said well, so you might I, not remember that I, I sold out no I was out of town I sold vinyl for you know three years up there used vinyl when we closed when I found out I had cancer we closed for a couple months and I sold most of that collection then when we reopened I'm like I gotta sell something else up here like that to, to yeah. you know and I thought wait a minute beer pizza and comic books and so I brought what's better yeah I'm like that's 
that's amazing. That's pretty sick. And so I just started bringing a bunch of my collection up there. And next thing you know, I had like 2,000 comics up there. People peering through. Um, Having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had one guy come in. Um, he's like, I've never read a comic book in my life. But the idea of drinking a beer, eating a pizza, and reading a comic. And he bought. What he bought was uh, before Watchmen series. That came out before Watchmen. The Watchmen uh, before the Watchmen, or it, it was called Before Watchmen. Yeah. Um, it came out, I think, around 2010 or something, and um, I think it was six or eight issues that followed each individual character mm-hmm. in the Watchmen. And he bought Ozymandias number one in the Before Watchmen series, and like I said, these are all used comics for me. You know, I, I never dealt delved into the new comics like Sky has here with her shop you know I never got into that much so I saw it all used stuff and he kept coming back week after week do you have any more of those Osmandius comics <laughs> I'm like I think number one was the only one I had I was like I got like one through four and um, Silk Spectre and he's like oh, I want some of those Osmandius that was a cool comic dude <laughs> and I was like yeah, I, if you I come across one, I'll let you know. You come across a weird <laughs> yeah. one to get into, man. Yeah, it's but, just uh, not that common. Yeah, so, uh, um, but yeah, I but I was like, I was cool. This dude came in, never read a comic in his life, and just thought the idea of eating pizza, drinking beer, and reading a comic in a, in, a, in a bar was <laughs> fantastic. And I'm like. I can't disagree with you. That that's kind of why I started it. <laughs> started selling the comics, but yeah. Uh, no, it's pretty cool though. Y'all ready to walk this thing out? Anything else to add or subtract? Man, I think beat a dead horse. Yeah, we covered a lot tonight. Yeah. Sky, Rob, thank y'all so much. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for having man. us. Thanks for having me. This is the second time you've had me on here, and that's uh, yes, sir. Impressive. Thank you. All right, we're out of here. News and notes. I would ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to Porch Talk. Leave a comment on whatever podcast app it is that you're listening to on. And the next time you're having a conversation with a friend over pop culture, comic books, music, why don't you send them our way? And uh, maybe you got a few discussion points from what we've hashed out here something to think about well alright last thing I would ask is if you find yourself in the Starkville area is that you would stop by last page comic and tell Sky what's up buy a comic buy a figurine stop in there and shop around have a pop a wheelie off up in there you know what I mean just uh, show Sky some love Uh, we're gonna get on out of here this is Come to Think by Louis Schifano off of his latest album, Opposite Side of the World. Getting out of here. Peace out.
Keeping the deal alive. I 